Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, may we not just be hearers and just listeners of the word, but be beers and doers of your word. Holy Spirit, transform our hearts, continue help us to grow as we're in the series of growing pains. May we continue to be mature in Jesus Christ. May we put aside all of our childish ways and of our BC before Christ life ways. But may we embrace and embark in this new life that is found in Jesus Christ. May we live joyfully and with confidence and with courage that is found in Jesus Christ. May we surrender our hearts to you, Lord, for you are our king. You are our master. No other gods, no other idols, but you alone, my Jesus Christ. You are my king, and you are my Lord. You are my master. And Lord, as you transition to the message, I pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who are here listening, Lord, may be pleasing, Lord, in your sight, O God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We thank you. We love you. For all these things, in your precious son, just cause me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. 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 And amen. amen. All right, welcome, church. Welcome to our second week of online service. We are continuing the series of Growing Pains in Christ. Growing Pains. Last week, we did part one which was titled, To Leave, To Follow, and To Live. Today, we'll continue in our part two, which is called, Live, Be, and Do. Live, Be, and Do. So welcome everyone. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I hope you're having a great week and that you had a great week that the Lord has been empowering you as you're growing and maturing in Jesus Christ. Let us continue on with our Growing Pain series. And now before we read, again, I mentioned last week that James will be our foundational scripture, the main scripture for our message. But before we go ahead and read and continue on in chapter 1 of James, let us, let me just give you a backdrop scripture found in Matthew 4 that I mentioned last week. It's the same passage I read from last week. Let's quickly go ahead and read Matthew 4, 18 to 22. Okay, it says this, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing the nets, Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Amen. In them, man. Again, live, be, and do. 
Let's go to our main scripture found in James 1. If you could go to verse 19 to 27. 19 to 27. Last week we read verse 2 to 18. Today we'll be reading from 19 to 27. When you're ready, please follow along. The heading says, Listening and Doing. Verse 19, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, Be. Slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God requires, that God desires. Verse 21, therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Verse 22, do not merely listen to the word, And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Can you repeat after me and say do? Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it Not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. They'll be blessed in what they do. Verse 26, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God, our Father, accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen and amen. So let me just start with this. The Christian life. To be able to do. Again, the word do. Focusing on the word do. To do the right things for God. And in God. In a way that pleases the Lord. You need to first learn and to be. Can you repeat after me the word be? Before we do, we become. He changes from the inside out. In order for us to live for God in the right way, in other words, in a righteous way, you must be in a state of being First, being transformed from the inside out, from having a new heart, being a new creation, being a new created being in Christ. We are to first put on the righteousness of Christ, not after we do the right things, we put on the righteousness of Christ, but first we put on the breastplate of righteousness, Ephesians 6, breastplate of righteousness of Christ, for we do not have any righteousness of our own. We cannot fight the enemy's attacks and the plans and the schemes of the enemy in our own strength. We do not have any righteousness of our own because we are all sinners, the scripture tells us. 
We're all sinners saved by His precious and priceless grace. So the Holy Spirit must be present in our lives first. We must be in a genuine relationship with Christ first. We must be in love with Christ first before we are able to do the righteous acts before the Lord that will please the Lord. In other words, you must first be in order for you to do. Does that make sense? I pray that that makes sense. Not just in your head, but you understand it and you know it in the core of your being, in your heart, that the Holy Spirit is prompting your heart as the Holy Spirit prompted and compelled Paul's heart in Acts 20, as we mentioned last week. I pray that the Holy Spirit makes that truth a reality in your life. Scripture tells us in John chapter 3, verse 30, it says, He must become greater, and I must become less in that order. Not I become less, and he becomes greater, but he becomes so great that I am nothing. I become less because he is so great. John, the Baptist here, though he is older than Jesus, he is the older brother, meaning he is older, an elder, older than Jesus, a young to Jesus. He understood this truth that he, Christ, must become greater and I must become less. More of you and less of me. More of you and less of me. More of you and less of me. Let's get to our main point, point number one. Living for the Lord means to follow him every day in every way. I'll say it again. Living for the Lord means to follow him every day in every way. Let's quickly get to our sub-point letter A. Christ is my life anthem every day in every way. B, Holy Spirit is my main, main step Every day and every way. Let us see. Being faithful in Christ is my goal. Every day and every way. Letter D. Enduring faithfully in Christ is my purpose. Every day and every way. Every day and every way. Living for the Lord means to follow the Lord. Are you truly following the Lord? That's the question. That's the question. That's the ultimate question. Are you following the Lord? Are you truly, genuinely, as a genuine follower, as a genuine disciple of Jesus Christ, are you truly following the Lord here today? Some of the questions I want to ask you to help you understand if you are truly following him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is this, where is your heart's desire? Where? What is your heart's desire? Is it for yourself? Or is it for the things of God? Who is your king? Who is your master? Whom do you 
live for. And if our answer is Christ, it's in Christ. It's found in Christ. And I want Christ. Then we know that this phrase is true in your life. Living for the Lord means to follow him every day in every way. Christ is my life anthem. Holy Spirit is my main step. Being faithful in Christ is my goal. Enduring faithfully in Christ is my purpose. Then you are a true follower of Jesus Christ. Point number two, living for the Lord means for you to be like Christ in every way. To what? To be like Christ in every way. Point two will be focused on the word be. And point three later will focus on the word do. But let's understand again what being like Christ means. Living for the Lord means for you to be like Christ in every way. It's by this. So point letter A, being Christ-like, not childlike. B, being quick to listen, not slow to listen. C, being slow to anger, not quick to anger. D, being planted in his word, not planted in moral filth and evil within. Let's take a look at verse 19 to 21, found in James 1, what we just read. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. The only way that we are changed from our being, the core of who we are, as we allow the word, as it says in verse 21, we need to have and accept the word of God planted in us. And we need to receive it humbly, not with arrogance. And only then can we be saved. That can save us. That can transform us from the inside out. Again, more of you and less of me. Like John says in John 3.30, he must become greater and I must become less. And our last point here, point number three, with our message, live, be, and do, growing pains in Christ, part two, is this. Living for the Lord means for you to do what is holy in every way. Again, we're focusing on the word doing, do. Living for the Lord means for you to do what is holy in every way. We hear phrases like, oh, you're such a holier than thou. Just wait a minute. Who do you think you are? What an arrogant little Christian. You know, they try to judge us, and we try to work so hard 
with our actions. We want to show people that we are good when we are holy, but underneath we are corrupted. But so point letter A, B, C, D. I just want to share this with you. So point letter A, just having a righteous heart is not enough. Letter B, you have to do and act upon with your righteous, just actions. And that will help complete the picture. It's not just having the right heart. It's twofold. It's the flip of a coin. It's two sides of the coin. Yes, it's important to be and to be transformed, to have the right heart. But we also need to get to the other side and we need to act upon it with a just heart, with a righteous heart. We need to put it into action, as it says. And that will help complete the picture. Just like the quote from Batman. It's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. But let me just paraphrase that quote and say it's not just about who you are underneath. It's also about what you do that will finish defining you. So many people ask the Lord, Lord, give me a new heart. And the Lord provides a new heart. And we think it ends there. Because if God gives you a new heart, what happens? It shows in your fruit, in your actions, in your demeanor, in your conduct, in your way of life, in your speech, in your action, in your emotions, in your patience, in your actions. It pleases the Lord. It's not all, it's the thought that counts. You know, people, when they forget your gift, they say, oh, I thought of doing it. Yes, the thought is nice. We say things to make ourselves feel better. It's a thought that counts. But in God, it's not just a thought that counts. We need to put it in to action. For we are perceived by our actions. We live in a world where we cannot read each other's thoughts. I could have the right intention, the right mind, but if my action doesn't line up with my thought and my heart in my being, if my doing doesn't line up, is not in line with my being and my doing, then I'm a hypocrite. I'm not completing the full picture of living and being and doing for the Lord. Again, we are perceived in this world by our actions. That's why we are very careful. Even for me, I'm very careful. You know, when I maybe catch up with an old friend, I mean, they know I don't drink. They know that I stay away. And very clear, B.C. and A.C. after Christ, they understand who I am and what I gave up for the Lord. Not because I'm trying to be holier than thou or because I'm trying to show up. 
but because the Holy Spirit has compelled my heart, has brought conviction in my heart as God gave the conviction in the heart of Paul in Acts 20. Compelled. Holy Spirit warning. I used to live in a certain way, but now, because Holy Spirit lives in me, I live in a different way. It is for Christ that I'm living for, that I'm doing it for, because He has transformed me inside out. I'm able to do and be faithful in Christ. Going back to our scripture, James 1, focusing on verse 22 to 25. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he Looks like, meaning you don't even know yourself. You don't have true identity in Christ. Your reflection should be on the word, on the word of God, on Christ. Just like Simba, when he sees the reflection, he sees the reflection of his father. We are no longer our own. We see the reflection of our creator, of our king, Jesus Christ. And his instructions are found in the word, in the word of God. It is found in the scripture. How can we forget? We come to church on Sunday, we hear the word, whew, just leaves out the ear. We live the whole week forgetting. We forget our identity, we forget who we are and whose we are, and we live however we want. We say, Lord, you know my heart, right? You know, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this for you, but, 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 but. When you say, but, everything before is gone. It's canceled. There is no but or if. We just do. Because he has transformed me from the inside out. So again, so point letter A, just having a righteous heart is not enough. Letter B, you have to do and act upon with your righteous, with just actions. And that will help complete the picture. And continuing on, letter C, so point letter C, being and doing what is right completes the picture. Letter D, therefore, put God's word into action by what? James 1 tells us by serving, by caring, and helping the powerless without the expectation of receiving anything back in return. We do because Christ gave it all for us on the cross. Having the same mindset as Christ, as the book of Philippians teaches us, the same humility we put in God's word into action. We don't forget our face by looking at the mirror of who we are and whose we are. We judge it. We scale it based upon our service, based upon our caring and our action, helping the powerless without the expectation of receiving anything back in return. 
Again, do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says, like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, you need to look intently into the word of God. It brings us freedom. And for transform from the inside out, from the word of God, we will continue in it, not forgetting what they have heard, not forgetting it says, but doing it. They will be blessed in what they do. Continuing on, verse 26 to 27, and I'm ending with this. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a time rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So verse 26 and 27 makes it very clear. How do we change in our doing? We change first in the words that we speak and how we speak. We don't join in in an evil conversation when worldly people are degrading women, degrading children, degrading their father and their mothers. They continue to talk in anger, in cursing, in foolishness, in gossip, in destruction. There's power in your tongue, in your word. Life and death, it tells us. Power to lift up or to tear down and destroy like a small spark in the forest that will cause a fire. Like a small rudder in a boat that will control the main boat. It can either lead us to heaven or lead us to hell. Watch your tongue. And second, to look after the powerless. As Christ looked out for us when I, when you and I, when we were powerless. We are no longer orphans out on the street. But we are sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. And when we do these things, when we serve my fellow brothers and sisters. You know, we live in such a TikTok, social media, Instagram, all these things, social media, so many things, so many things that takes us away from the true attention of focusing on God. Everything we do, even when we do kind things, is with the camera. I mean, yes, they can be good because we're helping courage, but if our intent is to show the world how good I am so that I can feel better about myself, but it is not done behind the scenes, what's the point? We know your heart's true desire, your intent. So you cannot have one without the other. You can't just do good action just for the sake of doing good action to look good because then that's not complete. That's fake. 
If your heart is crooked, oh, if I do this, people might think that I'm a good person. That's not a complete picture. Vice versa, it's a thought that counts. I had the right heart before God. He knows my heart. Like David, I'm a man after God's own heart. But yet when it comes time to volunteering, coming to prayer nights, prayer evenings, visiting someone who is in need in the hospital, our nursing home ministry that we do every month, you are nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. In order for you to have a complete picture of the gospel, obviously we know the foundation is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Surrender to Jesus Christ. Right? We know that Jesus, he died and he rose again from the dead. That he overcame grave and death. That death has no longer power over us. Yes, that's all foundational truth. But again, point number three. Living for the Lord means for you to do what is holy in every way. For if you live in this manner, when you're not only are you transformed from the inside out, but you're continually sowing and doing the work of God in your action. It's like the back screen photo that I have on my phone I showed you. It's a beautiful picture of the landscape. On the bottom is the water, perfect even comparison of what it is on the outside and what it is on the reflection. When we look at ourselves in the mirror, when we not see a fake and a twisted version of ourselves, and my prayer that I pray for myself is always this, Lord, please do not use me beyond exceeding my character, exceeding your grace, exceeding your mercy. Because if I do, it is no longer Christ that is working within me. It is me trying to manipulate, deceive, and it's hypocrisy. May our being match our doing here today. May we understand the truth of the gospel. Being Christ-like, not child like growing pains in Christ part two live be and do We're reminded here today to live for the Lord means to follow him every day in every way living for the Lord means for you to be like Christ in every way living for the Lord means for you to do what is holy every way every day every way amen and amen with that let us all pray together if you could bow your heads with me
And I'll close this up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us here today of your word. Of what it means to be not just a listener, not just a hearer, but beers and doers of your word. Holy Spirit, continue to work within us what is righteous, what is holy, not in our name, but in your name, in the name of Jesus Christ. And with that, may it bring forth good fruits, fruit of action, being faithful in our conduct, in our speech, in our words, in our heart's desire to serve those who are powerless, quote-unquote powerless, for I also am powerless. I do not help others because I am better than them. For we are all equals. For we are all poor. For we are all orphans. But may we remember that I too was once a lost orphan out on the street. I had no power to be able to save myself. But it is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm no longer an orphan, but I am a child of God, son of God. For you love me, and you died for me. Jesus, you are. You are my king, and you are my master, and you are my all. We surrender our hearts to you. May you watch over all of our members here today. And for those who are listening to this message, to this precious and priceless word of your word that is found in your scripture. Protect us and guide us as we embark a whole new week, Lord. We are in desperate touch and a desperate need of you. Holy Spirit, compel and prompt and warn and convict our hearts to follow you, Jesus, every day, every way. We thank you. We love you for all these things. Your precious son, Jesus Christ, in me pray. And God's people pray. Amen and amen. Okay, let us now transition to our offering, time of giving our offering. And also let me pray for us for the offering prayer. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we do not give under compulsion or under pressure. But Lord, we give joyfully, voluntarily for you, O Lord. I pray, God, you will use the monetary things that you have blessed us with, may we use it to further your kingdom and your work here on this earth. May we be a church that are faithful stewards of your giving, O Lord. And may we continue to sow and to reap the benefit of the kingdom blessings as we continue to give to you what is already yours. Lord, may we, with humility, Seek you first, 
Seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. May we always never put our jobs or the monetary things ahead of you, O God. And with humility, we give to you with gratitude. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We pray all these things. In your precious son, just cross let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. And amen. Now, can we all stand to our feet and let us all close the service with our final song, The Path of Life in Jesus. Let's worship together. benediction. Let us pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And now may the unending pursuit and may the unending grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the gentle counsel of the Holy Spirit, which that surpasses all the knowledge of this world, continue to keep you and guide you and protect you forevermore. And as God's people, we pray, amen and amen. All right, God bless you guys. I will see you very soon. Have a great week, and I'll see you in a few days. God bless you.